0: What's good, what's good, what's good, what's going on, good people? Welcome to this edition of Herb and Two, alongside Saint Warner. My name is Herb Howard. Every Thursday and Saturday we are here hanging out with y'all, talking about issues that currently impact the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us as individuals and also how they impact us as a collective. And along with your help, we talk through these issues in hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues Again, overcome them individually, but perhaps more importantly, at least for the sake of this conversation, overcome them as a collective. Thank y'all so very, very much for choosing to be a part of it. As always, your input is valued. It is certainly appreciated. We would kindly request that you please take a quick second to share the broadcast, share it on your personal page, share it in your personal network, share it with anyone that you think would add value to or find value in this particular conversation. Again, it is Herb and two- this intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is Two. Too. What's happening, good brother? What's up, family? Blessing, and highly favored. How you? If I was doing any better, I'd sell myself, man. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh we winter is moving along um steadily. And as of yet, we haven't had any we haven't had a severe winter. Like I've say like the week or two before Christmas that they got some bitter cold and a little bit of snow, but uh, as Chicago winters go, so far, quite acceptable. Quite acceptable. I know we got still got a two and a half months at least to be comfortable that we threw it, but so far,
1: you know. It's been pretty good, but Christmas Eve, fuck me, though. That's when it got cold enough to burst my pipes and fucked up my whole garage. That's why
0: I said that. we so fucked, yeah, Christmas. It fucked got me ridiculous. for that day. They yeah. fucked me that
1: day. Yeah, but other got, than that, you're right. It ain't been all that bad.
0: It got ridiculous. They had that one Bears game. And two, I guess, and y'all are like two, two, yeah. <laughs> two knows that we was both at Soldier Field on that day, and it was below fucking. It was like twenty below. We ain't Which, well, I'm kind of capping. I do my pregame work outside, and then I go sit in the box. Two is on the damn field in the tunnel, and it's it was twenty below in that motherfucker. I was on the
2: tunnel at least, and not on the field. That yeah, day, and then I went to the booth too. At I mean, least out the at least out the wind for a little bit. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no, nah, it was crazy. But nah, it, it, ain't, it ain't been too bad of a winner. So I'm all good, man. Ain't nothing, ain't ain't too much to complain about. I'm feeling feeling pretty good. Um
1: Real quick, yes, before sir. you get off of that. Think about that. Y'all seen the the new designs that the city offered of the Bears?
0: I did see it. I did see it. And the Bears hired a new um president. president and CEO, Kevin Warren. He most recently was the the Big Ten Commissioner. Uh previous to that, he was the president for the Minnesota Vikings whilst the Minnesota Vikings were going through their process of securing a new stadium. That stadium is phenomenal that the Vikings have up in Minnesota. Uh, The last two years I've been there, I've said, and shout out to my guy, Jason Leisure, uh, that that should be the blueprint for what the Bears are trying to do with the new stadium. It's aesthetically pleasing outside and inside. It's got great sight lines. It's very, very loud, great acoustics. Dope, dope, dope stadium. I think the Bears should be looking to that for more of a blueprint. People are dreaming of shit like SoFast Stadium in LA, uh, uh, a Lion or Allegiant, Legion, whatever Lion or Allegiant, whatever it's called in Vegas. Um, I think uh, we'll see. I did see. I did see what the Bears want to do. But I've been saying the whole time that the Bears is a win-win situation for the Bears. So they float the idea of going to Arlington, and the space is there, and if they go to Arlington. Dope. They got all this acreage to just build. It's a blank slate. Ain't like they got to try to find the space in downtown to do it within these confines. It's a blank slate for them to do whatever the fuck they want to. And either they do that or they get the city to pony up and do it for them on the lakefront. Either way, they fucking win. But I seen it. It's wrong. Yeah. from the good brother. Two hour left. That brother's name is Two as well. I know. Of course, y'all like Two too. Like, of course, y'all know Two as in Tucson. That brother is also named two, as in the number two, two, man. Um, we've known each other for a little bit, man. Got to know each other. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I just knew you would be a dope person to have on the show because just in talking to you. And, I, and I've been working on this for a while. You're like, man, I don't, don't want to be in no fucking front of no fucking cameras. I don't do that shit.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, your partner, your brother... Is a high profile do you like? I don't do that. Let him do that shit. I I stay out the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so, you know, he's always like, nah, nigga. He's like, you know what? Hey, I come on. In. I got I got some shit. I got some shit to say. I'm, I always knew you had some shit to say, but I'm glad you took the time,
2: man. How you feeling, bro? I'm I feel good, man. I I just want to say uh, thank you. I'm really really grateful to have an opportunity to be on y'all's platform. Um, so I appreciate you and your team kind of welcoming me. Um. It's been a couple of years you've been asking me to do yeah, yeah. And I was like, no. Um, and again, I like to stay out the way. Yeah. Nobody know me. Yeah. So nobody know my name. I live out the way. On, it's all about design. So I keep getting asked to be on different platforms. It's ironic. I came in this building. I shot something a month ago that's coming out throughout this year. And I'm like, people keep asking me, well, I can't start trying to do some of these other things and not come back to who asked me first. And so I appreciate you. Um, and Jay been encouraging me to kind of get out and show my face and share perspective a little bit. So, like, you I got to come show love, and I appreciate it. No, so, absolute
0: man. We definitely appreciate that. And you said that to me, like, when you was like, I, I, wanted, I wanted to do it. People keep asking me to do shit. It's like, before I jump out and do some other shit, I got to come through. You Like, y'all show, you've been mm-hmm. asking me to come. So, I'm glad you're here, man. Definitely got a lot of shit to get into. Uh, before we get into some of the topics today, we got a lot of things we want to get into today. It is obviously MLK Day. As we record the show today, it is MLK Day. Uh, day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, and we're going to get into that for sure. But before we do, to I often talk to you about the sport of boxing, right? It is a major interest of yours. Mm-hmm. You're immersed in it. You know a lot about it. You tell me about, about the different boxes and this, that, and the third. And to this point, you ain't said nothing that was wrong. Like, no, I think he going to get him here. He going to get him there. And I'm like. <laughs> Nah, he got his ass beat. With that being said, with that being said.
1: The views and concerns of two do do not
2: matter. (laughs) And they don't. Do you think? But like Herb said, I'm usually right.
1: (laughs) Shit.
0: As per usual.
2: As I said before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shit. My brother Tulsa believes in his heart of hearts. That he could beat Tank Davis' ass. We gotta have a reference point too, though. There's no reference point. You it, think you can is. beat Tank Davis' ass? I do think I, I know I'll beat Tank Davis' You, Davis. you six feet two, whatever. He's 5'5", five, five one forty five. Yeah. We we got the tick. We got the ticker tape. Cool. I'm saying with all that on understood, that young, relatively small man will
2: beat the fuck <laughs> out of you.
1: Quickly. Not, never going to happen. How, how, do you,
2: how would you attack that? You would smother him?
1: So the argument was, how did we first preference this conversation? Right? I prefaced
0: it by Tanker hit you 18 times before you knew the fight started.
1: I said, if it's ever a point in time where I could grab the motherfucker, he can't right, win. Right, right. Because it was a street fight kind yeah, of conversation. Exactly. Definitely street that's fight. All, that's I said in like, the ring with him. In the ring, you're going to point my ass yeah. to death. I can't beat your ass. Right. On a street fight, if you hit me, I can grab you. It's over, fam. You're not whooping my ass on nobody's street it. corner. Jesus, just not going to happen. I will fuck take little ass up. Period. I'm right. Nothing else needs the to be said. The first thing you said is if you hit me. Well, if, for, for, in order for us to have a fight, I can't catch the little motherfucker in no capacity. No, but if he hits you. Well, he got to get close enough to hit me too. That's a fact. But you said. And when he hits oh, you. Oh, that, wait, wait, he you, was. you said his power was enough to you, hit you. You said you're eating his Oh, you high as hell. What this there nigga there? weighed a buck 30. Are you crazy? Oh, so you're man. saying you're just eating his punches? Everything you've ever said to him about boxing is wrong. He's, is a, boy, nah. he's I'm, a professional. All that shit <laughs> has, all that <laughs> is out the door shit, right now. He's he 130, <laughs>
2: 145 pounds when he's not training or not. All <laughs> of that is behind that punch. Because all there, of it. Because he better
1: in. pull up with that tape that he drive to the fight too, <laughs> goddammit. That ain't enough.
0: <laughs> okay. A nigga that's 250 might hit you with...
1: And I worked out with Q He might, might hit, hit you with right? 100
0: pounds of his pressure. Tank is putting a buck 45 on your motherfucking chin oh with, with pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. yeah, And it's faster than you saw.
1: I will whoop Tank's
0: ass. Hey, Now, I'm listen, saying so this as
1: lovingly as possible. No, no, no. Don't no, no, stop buttering up. No, I'm not buttering shit up. I love Tank. As a professional Me boxer, too. Tank is the shit. When he's fighting other 130, 145 pound motherfuckers, he's 90% of the time going to whoop their ass. In a street fight, it ain't happening, Joe.
0: Listen to me, y'all. It ain't Listen to me, family. It
1: ain't happening.
0: There are a lot of people it ain't happen. that I think would be good for this particular show. And we don't want to talk to everybody. You know what I'm saying? That ain't that ain't not shit. Y'all know that. But Tank is at the very top of my fucking list for people that I want to sit on this fucking couch and talk to this fucking nigga. Cause
1: we can talk all goddamn day. We even have a fight.
0: Uh, I'm a gas the whole
1: time. You can, and I'm going to let him push the shit out of me, and I'm going to fall out, and I'm going to sue the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what would happen anyway. No, that's not Right, you're going to fall out regardless. Like, no, it you know, got
0: to be for the check. Okay. And, and,
2: and maybe you just a superhuman dude. We've never seen, hold on, we've never, we've never seen ever a professional boxer, MMA fighter, kickboxer in a street fight and, and lose. No. Never. No. We've never seen it. No. How many of you
1: seen in the street fight? People,
2: Enough? People try to
0: pull it with who. It's why they're it's pull, why their pull. hands I, are I, resting I, weapons. We know one
1: professional boxer that we publicly know that had a street fight. Who was that? Uh, Mike Tyson. And Miss Green? Miss Green and okay. Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one we know. Right? But, and that really, I mean, and that's two professionals. Correct.
0: Hey. Did you see the clip that I sent you on E40 about Mike Tyson?
1: The interview when he got asked about the rape?
0: No. He he just he just mentioned his own rape.
3: He talks about it all the
2: time.
0: It I was love Mike Tyson. <laughs> he didn't actually reveal the rape. It was a it was a woman reporter,
3: and that she, shit was hilarious. She I asked him a it.
0: question, P.I. You got to find this fuck. I'll see you an interview. You got to put it in the fucking video, Joe." I put in my that you can
3: win this fight. Are you
1: talking out of turn? No,
3: I think we're all talking together.
1: I normally don't do interview with women unless I fornicate with them. So you shouldn't talk anymore unless you wanna, you know. I wish one of your guys had children so I could kick them in the... Had <laughs> a stomp on their testicles so you could feel my pain because that's the pain I have waking up every day.
0: You a wild boy, sir. But nah, nah, I, listen, listen. <laughs> I love Mike. Tyson. I let's, love Mike too. Let's man. just... Coke
2: t- on the dashboard.
0: Nah, you're, you're, Mike <laughs> is the wildest. It's the wildest, Joe.
1: Mike don't get his just do, though. I he love Mike. intelligent in the motherfuckers. But he wild too. for motherfuckers that. Motherfuckers play him like he's stupid. I don't think he's stupid he
0: no. I think he's far from stupid. One of my... Like, I, got a lot of, I got a few favorite Mike Tyson moments, and one of them that has rapidly ascended up the list is him <clears throat> turning Boosie into a fucking oh three-year-old God, Boosie was toddler. The the yeah. Boosie was shook. The, Boosie, fresh off death row, you know what I'm saying? Boosie with bodies on his record, shook of Iron Mike, Joe. Like two in tank. Like two in tank. Not ever. <laughs> Tank walking here right now to switch all that boy shit I up. I tell Tank I would whoop his ass to his face. To switch all that boy shit up, Joe.
1: Nah, oh,
0: I do Listen, I love you. I would never want harm listen, to come I to you.
1: I the whole conversation, G.
0: Listen, I'm not foolish. And I, and, I, and I know it's a street... Yeah. I'm not foolish. Listen, if, 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 if anybody was to just get the punch in your motherfucking face, I'm in the shit. But if Tank start fine
1: on you, Don't I am it. going... I'm, Cause I'm falling out, we get rich. Why would I get in it? Well, that's the thing. That's
2: yeah.
1: it. I am going to. These you
2: just don't fuck with.
1: I
0: am going to be like, yo, please beat his ass. I'm so sick of hearing this nigga talking about he beat it Tank ass. Tank'll fuck it you up, happen. Joe. He got this Ryan Garcia fight
2: coming up. Maybe.
0: Right, because I saw Oscar saying the contracts that's a, that's ain't signed that's yet. That's the thing.
2: And, I'm, and I hope it don't get signed for a while, because I don't want that shit to happen in April. You don't want to see go. that fight? No, I want to see it, but I want to be able to go. And I got too much shit going on, so I can't go <laughs> in April. So I hope it get pushed to May or June so I nice. could go. Some selfish <laughs> shit right there, yeah. Jay. But, I, but when it got announced, I knew that. I didn't think it was going to happen April 15th. So, right. But, like you said... it's quick. Said, it's
0: three months, three months turning around. I ain't too quick, but...
2: Ryan look, turned man. down his tune-up. He said, I don't need a tune-up. Tank took a tune-up, but... Um, Oscar said he hasn't, if he need, don't get a contract by tomorrow.
0: Yeah, he said that deadline was tomorrow. We'll Whoopee. see. We'll see how it goes, man. I, li- I like Tank. Uh, I like all three of them Tank, Shakur, and Devin Haney. Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney. I like all three of them dudes. Um, Tank is my favorite. I think the best is Devin. I think Devin's the best. I agree. Tank is just my favorite, but I think Devin's the best. Shakur. Got a scary. swag and sure, arrogance about him that I though, think is gonna get punched in his motherfucking face by one of them other two niggas. I think. I just be think Devin is the more total package. You think size Devin you and Tank, skill. He can't knock him out. I think you box one. Yeah, I think you beat him. I think So
1: I, I worry about that.
0: I think Tank. Tank can catch anybody with the right shot and drop him. Yeah, that's. But I don't think he can catch Tank Devin just though. a little nigga with that that's Mike that.
1: Tyson kind of complex, right? Can he get in there with a the boxing and withstand?
2: Yeah, we haven't seen that. We ain't seen it yet. But Tank get hit too much. He does. So he would definitely. And his last three fights, we've seen him lose on points, bad. Yeah. And then he had to bail out with a knockout. Yeah,
0: but nah. that's because
1: he also fights for the knockout.
0: He do. He said he spent the whole fight trying to yeah, find his end. Yeah. Right. You he spent six rounds a trying to figure how to get
2: in and, and
1: losing Very all rounds.
0: Very dumbass strategy. <laughs> Unless you know I got this haymaker. Yeah. That's
1: the, why I know I was there. Buddy got up. Like.
2: Buddy got up and said, "I couldn't see." I couldn't
0: see.
1: I didn't know what was going on.
2: But three fights ago, he broke his hand and couldn't knock him out and almost lost that motherfucker. Yeah. 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 And he don't want that rematch either. We shall
0: see how that goes. Um, Black man, it is MLK Day. It is the day in which this country uh, observes and celebrates the memory, the legacy of one Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he of the Civil Rights Movement. He of one of the more profound assassinations ever committed on this soil. Um, I'll just go around. I think it's a question for everybody. To i start with you, my brother. Um, how do you see Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s presence presently, like today,
2: or do you? Um, how do, his presence presently is kind of a figment of what he's been kind of created as he's like so many black revolutionaries ali um you know people look at him with this like false sense of reverence and and created their own perception in their mind for what they represent as opposed to the true you know facts. so i don't think i think i think mlk day specifically has turned into another american holiday which most americans don't care about so like we don't care about memorial day you know we don't care about veterans day like that it's just another day off for a lot of people. So yeah,
0: we only care about the party ones.
2: Exactly. So the
0: Fourth of July, Cinco de Mayo, yeah, well, St. Like, Patty's Day. Black like folks
2: care more about St. Patty's Day, yeah. Yeah, MLK Day. Not yeah. that we should be having, Casamigos Fest on MLK Day. What? A, but what are tacos and tequila? Yeah, but, no. Nah, I just it's it's interesting how, when we were kids, it was campaign for. And it was a big thing yeah, to yeah. get this holiday on a national level and yeah. get it in all 50 states at a federal level. And once we did it, nobody cared. No nobody more. cared. Yeah. You know?
0: I, I think it's it's, it's similar to uh, Juneteenth in that way. And this is a point that two has made different. often on this show. Just about it becoming, Juneteenth becoming a national holiday, kind of watered down. What it meant in terms of his genuine significance. Now, I I think there is some parallel to maybe not the day of MLK Day, but just his overall legacy and how it's been so whitewashed and so, you know, um, nonviolent, nonviolent. I have a dream. Mm -hmm. I have a dream. And he was so, so much more. So
2: much more complexity to what King was. No doubt. And then we don't even instill that in our own kids. Like you know what I'm saying. Um, all we know is I have a dream and then yeah. the speech the yeah. night before he died. Yeah. And, and that's it. And you know what I'm saying? We grew up, I grew up, you know what I'm saying? Grandparents having the records. And, in the Right. Yeah, really you know I mean? being immersed yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah, and in the books. Yeah. Letter from my Birmingham jail. That's, you know, I don't even think most people even know the Mount, you, you referenced
0: the Mountaintop speech. I don't even think most people even know the Mountaintop speech and definitely not Letter from Birmingham jail. So where you come in on it, man? Where do you think Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s presence uh, resides Currently,
1: now, I don't think he has a presence. Uh, I agree. There's a, and this is from years ago, actually. There was a, a, a video of Stokely Carmichael at like Spellman, right? On King Day, I would assume. And he was like, Man, how many of y'all love Dr. Martin Luther King? This is a historically black college. Spellman, Spelman. everybody was like, Oh, we love you know how yeah. the crowd goes crazy, right? And Stokely sat in their ass, so he did some two shit. He was like, Oh, right on. How many of y'all read a book about Dr. King? And that's what America is. Yeah. Right? That's what America is in a nutshell. Mm. It's all a fucking show. Right? Mm-hmm. So for me, even in this conversation I was just thinking, for me, how we just responded is relatable to the conversation we just having about the bears going to Arizona, and Heights. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like capital defines everything. And, and in that context, yeah. what is the value of legacy? Right? What is the value of history? So Mark Lamont. Hill put out a, a tweet this morning. I'm going to read the tweet real quick. It says, today let us remember Martin Luther King as he was. A black radical anti-capitalist, anti-imperialist, revolutionary, Christian internationalist who was deemed as an enemy of the state and assassinated for his radical work. Just about everything else is a lie. And then be clear, even when he says enemy of the state, we have a idealized view of who King was even when King was alive. Niggas didn't fuck with King. Well, it was split. I will not want to say it's... I don't even want to say split. I, I think, think that's too aggressive. I think that's way too aggressive. Too generous. That's way too generous. That's way too generous, right? King Drive right now, which we have in Chicago, was South Parkway. Yeah. Black churches on South Parkway turn their fucking address around to not be associated with Dr. King Street. But, but why? To not be associated with Dr. King Street.
2: It was deeper than that in the city of Chicago. Break down
1: to me how you feel like it was deeper than that.
2: Well, it was a certain... Um, <laughs> Mayor, the The original mayor Daly uh was kind of he didn't want black people to support um particularly because you know the the common you know hold in the black community where we kind of came together was in black churches right and black ministers had all the influence no doubt so King came to Chicago sixties west side to help try to um, support a movement to uh, increase you know economic access for black people and particularly poverty um and Mayor Daly said, all right, well, if you all support him, then we'll we're gonna shut, shut you all out. out. <laughs> and if you don't, here, we're going to give you access to all these
1: resources. So, again, it's no but different. It's,
2: right, but it's, but it's capital. So, But the choice was capital, man. It wasn't – obviously, we know Clay Evans was like, fuck that shit. I'm rocking
1: with him. And then they fucked him in the long run. Too. So th- kind of the same point I just made. My point exactly. when we keep pulling the motherfucking layers back – your so master is capital. That's, I agree
2: with that, but it, like I said, but it was deeper than that. It wasn't just like- But we I don't, don't really think it was deeper Canada. than
1: that. No. I don't really think it was deeper than that. And even when we get to the context of just Chicago, we can get to the context of the South. Like, one of the King's quotes was like, you know, Chicago is the most racist place you've ever been. Segregated city. Segregated. Well, yeah. you right. Okay. But my point is, he understood a different level of racism getting here. Yeah, yeah. Right? But the conversation, just like you said, it's the, the economic engine he starts to question. When King starts to question the money, everybody gets scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the money has always been the conversation. But the capital and the racism are cousins. We've confused the conversation. What I'm saying is that even, even down south, there was a percentage of black folks who fuck with them mm-hmm. and a percentage who just didn't. Right? And we can put whatever reasons we want to put on that, but the basic reason is... Hey man, you disrupting shit. I don't want to be disrupted. You rocking I mean, that go back, man. To, yeah. the boat. That goes no back to the house
2: nigga mentality too, though. You know what I'm saying? But it's,
1: it's not it's not the house nigga the mentality. The same mentality that says, all right, if, if you gonna threaten my money, fuck do.
2: And that goes to the humanity of it, but I, it's still layers to that. And I think I think you're right. We we got to be more control of our history. And I think to your point about the Mark Lamont Hill quote, most of us don't even know him through that lens.
0: I think that I think that you're both very very right. I think it's certainly a layered conversation, but I think when you get to the crust of it, it's just about a simple fucking choice about what you value most. And I think that when it gets down to it, in America, most people, black white or whatever, are going to choose
3: What's American principles yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, values, yeah.
0: Which, is that, which is the money. Even though we ain't really even in the money game like that. We're going to choose that over somebody who's really fighting for your liberation. I think that that's a sad thing. As Today, as we sit here in 2023, right, I've met probably 500 people who told me they were in the room in the church when Dr. Martin Luther King came. Mm-hmm. There are about three people that I've known in my life whose opinions... I truly value and trust and believe. And all three of those people, independently of each other, have told me it was like 17 people in that room. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that goes to Two's point about my father wasn't even rocking then. And so even to think that we're going to rock with him now is a very, very watered-down rendition of who that man was. I think he was much more militant much more radical than white scholars would have you believe.
2: That that's goes without saying, that's a fact. And I think for anybody, and I implore some black folks, man, like that's the thing, we, we gotta be responsible and take some initiative to kind of learn our history Period. and understand the layers. And it's easy to do, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, like I, we grew up, our grandparents had Dr. King records, yeah. Malcolm X records, yeah. Huey Newton records, yeah. which means that all this shit is accessible. You can go on motherfucking Spotify right now and listen to the speeches of Malcolm X and Dr. King. Because they were Martin Luther King was signed to Motown. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that. Yeah. Most, Dr. Martin, think about this. Most people don't understand how the, the Civil Rights Movement was funded. Just like churches. They, they had missions. They had to move around. They had to travel. They had to eat. They had to get them suits cleaned. You know what I'm saying? How did they do Somebody that? Somebody got to fund that. So your boy Jesse was like, yo, we dr king ain't able to make payroll barry gordy yo dr king needs some money bet i'm gonna give y'all some money to help the movement so y'all can feed the motherfuckers that's helping y'all and also i'm gonna sign them and put these speeches out on records and then they got bought you know what i'm saying let me most people don't know that
0: let me pause you there because i think that's so fucking powerful man and i think it's so relevant but people don't know that shit. I didn't know that until 33 seconds ago. But I think it's so fucking powerful and I think it's so relevant to the point of cool, you can catch a football, wonderful. You can shoot a basketball, phenomenal. You can make beats or put cool words over beats Mm -hmm. or you can act on a big screen. All that is fucking great. Nobody's telling you not to do that. But if it is not tied to a larger cause about the liberation of your people, you bullshitting, bro. You bushing, and so everybody needs to be invested. And I don't just say that from the Barry Gordy level or the Dr. No, Dre, Jay-Z my, yeah. level or the LeBron James level. But my, I'm point saying, saying from the is, fucking Herb Howard yeah. level, can can I contribute $50 regularly to whatever the fuck it is? And I think that we should all be thinking that.
2: And even easier than that, like I said, you can go on Apple Music, Spotify, Title, whatever right now and listen to those speeches in their entirety to just understand the complexity and the layers and the things that he was saying beyond, you know, um, uh, you know, the, I have a dream. You know what I mean? It's all accessible. And so that's a way for you to say, you know what, I can play this for my kids in the house when we're cleaning up, in the car, whatever, so they can get a more holistic perspective of the man without having to read. And there's so many, the King books are
1: fucking amazing. Um, the problem I have with all of that, though, bro, I ain't gonna lie. Okay. Like, for us, the most relevant character in our experience has probably been Farrakhan, And we could even at some level kind of, you know, mirror the what the impact of King might have been. And one of the things that I always think is very interesting about the Ministers when he speaks is that he always references that I'm not here for your entertainment. Right. I'm not theater. Right. Right? So if you're not adapting the value set that I'm talking about, the motherfucker you wasting your time being here with me. If you're just here for the show, you're wasting your time. Mm. Right. So even in listening to the speeches, why I say he doesn't have any presence or any relevance in my life today, <coughs> it's because our entire value system is ingratiated in the concept of capital, right? It it just is. I, yeah. a, a, a couple months ago, I, I told Herb on here, like, it's, it's people that I call my brothers who I talk to all the time. We have conversations at least weekly, mm-hmm. right? And they're usually money conversations because at this age, most of my conversations with my friends is about business, right? I got to remind myself of their children's names. That's a fucking problem. That's a problem. I talk to you every fucking week, right? And every time we talk, we're talking about how we moving this needle this way and moving yeah. this needle this way. But I got to remember your children's name because I can't remember them often, right? What's that say about me? And I know I'm a motherfucker that cares about our people. I know I'm in the minority. I think to
0: that point, and I, I'll I let you jump in. I just want to say what, what you were saying about you know, Minister Farrakhan, and talking about I'm not a character. If you ain't really subscribing to what I'm teaching, move around, right? If he come here tomorrow, the mosque is gonna be over flooded. You ain't gonna be able to get down, motherfucking 74th and Stony, 73rd and Stony. And next week, when he's not in there,
2: you can See
0: the sit difference. wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: And I wasn't trying to make the point about listening to the shit for entertainment. My point is that it takes work, and you you have to have it in you intrinsically to say, you know what, I want to step outside and actually do the work. And it's easy to listen to it than it is to read a book, and we all have access to it on our phones. And so just like any of the other black leaders that we have adoration for, admiration for, and respect, based on whatever, you know, preconceived exposure, frame of reference we have of them, you can actually listen to and do the knowledge on what the fuck they really were talking about. It's easy to do, but they it, it take work. You have to step out yourself.
1: Oh, and all I'm saying is that they, again, what's the, when I asked the question about the Bears, like what's the value of legacy, right? What's the value of tradition? What's the value of history? Capitalism is king. Right.
2: It, it, That's true. None of that shit has any value. But if you have a personal, um, you know...
3: Value set or yeah, uh, exactly. investment.
2: Exactly. And want to do better and want to know more and then want to instill some of that in your kids... Aside from, or in addition to, the the American you know foundation of capitalism, it take work, and exposure, and frame of reference. And so, I'm in support of doing that.
1: And I, I feel it. Yeah. But just hear me out. In that same frame of reference, that just makes him more entertainment. What you mean? And that's just I, mean, I think it's it about no how it, you look at it. it I mean, I, yeah. See, that's what I mean. It Ain't how you look at it. They're not here to put on a show. Exactly. They're I great, right. They're here. To move the masses toward a more equitable union. That's what they say their cause is. True. Right? So if I'm just here to reference it to my children, say, man, this is what this dude was really about. Right? It's just more entertainment. I disagree with that. It's just more entertainment. Exposure, education. And and the reason why, even why, that's why the Mark Lamont Hill quote is so fucking beautiful to me. Right? That's why it's so fucking beautiful to me because it, it dispels everything that we actually value. Everything that we actually value. And we say we value him. And sure. he was anti everything we actually value. Sure. You couldn't possibly value shit he was talking about. And what he talked about is what made him valuable. Right? So going back is like going back to an old concert or going back to hit a record. But if you're not actively in activism, if you're not moving toward that endpoint, you're wasting your time. And in, in order to understand the market. That's why the minister says, I'm not here for your theater. I'm not talking to you because I want you to feel good in the moment. This ain't, this ain't Baptist church. I ain't selling you Jesus. You can have this promised land now, but you got to actively engage. That's
2: true. And just like you listening to the minister, if you're there watching Savior's Day on YouTube, what I'm saying is for you to have the context for what the Mark Lamont Hill quote means, because most of them, most of us don't look at King through that lens right. or understand that holistic, holistic perspective of him. You can do that easily, not for your entertainment, but for your own education. The same way you want to listen to the minister uh, to get knowledge, you know, and access to information. You can do that, and so it's not for uh, you know entertainment. If I'm playing these things, my kids ain't entertained by that shit. But they're saying, hey. It's so much more than what the the schools are teaching you. Here's one method for you to get access to the the real holistic perspective of information that a lot of us don't value and take advantage of, and it's right here in your phone.
0: I I, I agree. Like I I agree that like we can. There's a balance that can be struck. Yeah. Like to between like I'm just trying. I'm I'm gonna educate the next generation on this shit in a real way, not in the whitewash way they might get from school, right? Whatever they might get from school at this day and age. But not in that way, but in a real way to say, no, this was about our liberation. This was about our freedom and the the, the steps that we need to take, the moves that we need to make, and the, the investments that we need to have in order to, to see these things come to fruition. And I think that it don't have to be about entertainment. You talk about your pops always having on uh, NPR in the car when he was a shorty. That shit wasn't in there fucking you, and he didn't give a fuck if you was entertained. This is information. And now, as a grown-ass man... Yo, as in the car, constantly listening to motherfucking news and information.
1: What's what's the value of information without application?
2: But that's a personal choice. Is to make the application. Yeah. So it's a personal uh, choice to just I, use it to be entertained. I'm
1: asking you, what is the I value, value of information without application?
0: I think there's value. And I, and, I, and I know you all. I know you. I know you often make the analogy, and I think it's a good one of what's the difference between a man who doesn't read and, and a man, man who can't, can't read. read.
1: Nothing. Nothing.
0: Right, unless nothing. They, unless they use it to apply. No
1: unless nothing,
0: I, I, it ends right
1: there. Nothing.
0: I agree with you, right? I agree with you, but in this particular situation, when you talk about the difference between not knowing about Dr. King and then knowing about him but not actively, it's there. You you have it, right? And at some point, it it needs to be sparked, and. I can, if you don't know it, I can try to spark it all day. Ain't shit gonna crack. But if you at least have it in you, then so, something just needs to be sparked within you to actually set you in that motion. Talk, we talk about like this idea of being self-sufficient all the time, right? And what that looks like in terms of being able to grow your own food and yada 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 yada. And I think that that's a necessity. But we talk about all the time, what's it gonna take for us to realize just how dire the straits have become for us to actually do these things for ourselves? And now you, on, now you see on the news, and it's eggs, 5 and $6. And I saw a fucking news report today. It was like, now people are thinking about raising chickens to, because of the eggs price that's so high. Well, eventually, something's going to come along and force your ass to do what you should have been doing all the fucking long. And if you had the skill set, whether you have been fucking raising chickens or not, you are ahead of the game. And so I just think that it's, there's still some value to knowing about them. Even if you are not actively putting his thoughts and principles into action, though you should be. You absolutely should be. But I don't want to dismiss it as completely invalid. What up, it? You just tell me to shut the fuck up and keep it going? Cool. P yeah, I take this part out, man. So we can roll. Um uh, we will keep it, we will keep it moving. Let's bring it, let's bring it locally um, a little bit um to Chicago. Luxury high-rising in South Shore. Everybody that that has been rocking the show for a while know I'm South Shore, born and bred. I'm like ESAC crazy. I'm all that shit. Like So uh, I love, 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 love South Shore. And this idea of high-rising coming, you already got the Obama Library or Obama Center coming to Jackson Park. You got the Tiger Woods Golf Course coming to Jackson Park. And... Inevitably, that's going to come with major change to said neighborhood. Um, anybody who is minimally engaged would understand that. I think that most residents over there don't quite understand that just yet. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. A lot of them
2: are A, lot, a lot, lot of them do. A lot of people
0: could. A lot of people could trace this back to Starbucks on Seventy First and Stony. Like,
3: <sighs>
0: why the fuck they put a Starbucks right there? It used to be Checkers right there. You know what I mean? And there's it, and just some writings on the wall. That's been there for a while, but they're just writings on the wall. And then when they came with the Obama Library and they came with the golf course, and I remember this white dude coming up to me at a fundraiser for something that for the South Shore YMCA. This white dude who I did not know, had never seen in my life, walked up to me and said, Yo, you heard power. And I was like, Maybe. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who's asking? You know what I mean? And uh, he's like, Yo, I'm such and such. I am overseeing the project for the Tiger Woods Golf Course, and I just want to talk to you about it. I was like, "Cool." He went on to his whole little spiel about you know trying to make it a comfortable. Um,
2: yeah, he was trying to corral you
0: as a change, yeah, right? Yeah. He want you you understand who I am and that I'm from yeah. there. Can you help me make this a comfortable transition yeah, for right. everybody else? I'm like, "Well, what y'all trying to do? Oh, we're gonna make it so it's free golfing for teenagers and instead of what teenagers, fam." Like, you know what I mean? But anyway, that was, that's, another, that's another conversation. But I see this shit coming, coming, coming in. And now we got high luxury, high-rising, coming to South Shore.
3: By a group of black men, right?
0: Yep, group of black men. Oh, you got to introduce it the right way. I just told you. That's why I'm telling you. The white man who's bringing the golf course was like, hey, nigga, from South Shore, who talks to a lot of people and knows a lot of other people. Tell him it's cool, and I'll pay you for it. Is it cool? No. That's why. That's why he's not paying me for it. That's why I'm not involved in the Tiger Woods golf course. But think? I should have been. Just like I told you about the fucking. Uh, just like I told you about uh, Paul Vallis, uh, when he was running for mayor the first time in the last election. Like, yo, hurry off the BAM. I went and sat down with him, and we went through this whole thing. And I was like, yeah, I'll let you know. And he's like. Hey. Take the check with you and let me know tomorrow. I was like, no, if I take the check, I'm going to deposit it. I'm going to be stuck with your, black, with your white ass. And I'm not, no. So I, was, I told him no. And I was like, and now he's running again. I was like, if he called me this time, I'm going to go ahead and take uh-huh. the check. Because why <laughs> the fuck? No, I don't care about none of these motherfuckers for real. But South Shore, is, that's home. And I, I gotta, I, 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 want it to be a certain way. So how do y'all feel about the, the luxury high ride? I think that it is a, I think it's the the, the horses out the bar. And so I think it's a bad thing. Right? For the people who are from there, I think that South Shore will become a wonderful place. I think it's, I, but I think it's always been a wonderful place. I've always seen the value of it in terms of it being this South Shore land, yeah. right? And I've always seen the value of it no different from North Shore. I, I, I view South Shore the same way somebody might view North Avenue or fucking Fullerton, or you know what I mean? Just in terms of. It's proximity to downtown. It's proximity to the lake. Lakeshore Drive is right mm-hmm. there. You can be downtown in five minutes. Yep. I've always viewed it that way, but I grew up with people who never been downtown. It's like, bro, you yeah. we, we can be downtown in five minutes. We live on Lakeshore Drive, bro. You can just go. You know what I mean? Um, but because of where it is and how it's positioned, I knew that it, it was a fucking go, man. It was just a matter of time before they made their way down there to come get it. And here they are.
3: Here they are. Is it better that we're getting in on it though? Um, as far as this I wanna particular, talk, I want to talk
0: to those brothers. E. Like, <laughs> I, I want to would... put that on. I want to put that on. I want to put that on your plate. I want to talk to those brothers because I want to find out exactly what that looks like.
1: We're not uh, getting in. Stop. Yeah, it. Stop.
2: that's what I'm saying. But that's why I, I, I asked. Ask. That, that's but, why I asked. And I can connect you with a... one of them. Okay. Um, Jm Johnny Mullins, the architect, is, a, is our guy, and uh, because I know him and I know his integrity. Okay. But, and, and we can connect those dots offline. All right, bet. Um, but. You know, I understand the concern. You know, from you know the the perspective of you know gentrification, yada yada yada. Uh, but I I do feel that it's positive that it's some brothers that's gonna have an opportunity to get equity in it. You know, as opposed to like you said, them coming and taking. it. As opposed to not, I would yeah.
0: I, like all things being equal, I would rather have yeah. brothers in it. But I think they had. I think there there has to be.
1: There lies the beauty of having this conversation on MLK Day.
2: Yeah, that's.
1: But but the I got a whole different
2: perspective than you. But but the PR and I and I welcome. I I love to it. But the PR of course probably was tied to it on purpose. But it's not even just that. I know, right? I I mean, we we also
1: finna get the seventy eight, right? Another high rise, spatial South Side new community. It's the newest Chicago community. The seventy eight is gonna be right across the street down here, right? That's still the South Side, Mm -hmm. right? It's gonna be high rises and beautiful landscape and all that shit, right? Also, and simultaneously, for the last 10 years, Chicago has had the fastest depopulation in American cities of black folks, Mm -hmm. right? Now, let's get
2: back to Well, Illinois as a whole. Well, ain't no niggas in Illinois, but Chicago. But, I mean, the whole state has been depopulated at a high rate.
1: For an ethnic group, we've depopulated out of this city more than any other place in America. That is important. Because outside of Africa, Cook County has the largest concentration of black people in all of the world. Hence, black culture lives and gets shaped right fucking here. Hence, Oprah comes here, becomes Oprah. Hence, Jesse comes here and really becomes Jesse. Hence, King comes here and really becomes King. Barack Obama, It is the story of black America. I don't
2: deny that, but I'm right here. here. So this is
1: the Mecca, right? And we could talk about communities however we want to because it's just going to happen in a circular motion across the city until they finally reap all of what they're trying to reap. It just is what it is, right? When them projects came down, what was that? At least like, twenty years ago, because yeah. my son's seventeen, he ain't never seen them.
0: Minimum, right?
1: Yeah. You know where all them people got shipped? Not all them, but the vast majority got shipped yeah. where? South suburbs. No, where? South Shore. South Shore took on. Uh, no, ain't no, no. This is documented. South, South Shore took on more Chicago South Side housing residents than any other community. Now, if you pay attention to have that uh, dis, not just displaced, but disrupted, the, the 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 underworld of even South Shore, right? Just, what, two, three weeks ago, 71st and Jeffrey was mm-hmm. quoted as being the most violent block in the city now. Now that is under control, because we mm-hmm. needed to say that was about Parkway a couple years ago. Now we're saying it's 71st and Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. The math is the math. This is a 50, 60, 70-year plan, and it's circular, right? But because we can shine the light on side black people, we champion the shit. I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody else, bro. I've made a whole lot of money on being the condo kind of between what government is doing, what I know government is doing. And what you finna have to suffer from, right? Madison Pulaski, right now, you drive to Madison Pulaski, there's motherfuckers selling dope, there's motherfuckers selling pussy, there's motherfuckers, it's black life and it's fucked up, right? But in two years, three years, that corner's gonna be completely different. So they've I think been evicted and they don't even know it.
0: I think it's flipped too. What you mean? So when you say being the conduit to what's happening and what's about to happen, right? I think that. For what's about to happen to be possible, what is already happening must be in place. So they need to drive down the value of all this shit oh, before they come. And so they need the crime they rate to spike. They need
1: induction 20 years ago. They, they needed that.
0: They need anybody who views themselves right or wrong, right, views themselves intellectually above or whatever the fuck, right, to dip. It's too dangerous around here for me to raise my kids. The schools ain't good enough for me to raise my kids. The grocery stores ain't here for me to raise my kids. I'm gone. So anybody of value, and i use that with extreme air quotes, anybody of value is already going to get the fuck up out of here. Now, the only people that's left is people who have no value. Again, extreme air quotes, no value, right? And let them kill, shoot, drug, rape, fuck pillage each other to death. Put that on the fucking news. 71st and Jeffrey's the worst fucking corner in the world. And then bring the most famous golf player ever. Hit, Put his golf course right there and bring the fucking black president, his center right there. Put those on the other two fucking corners. Bring that shit. Build the high rises. Put this like it's, 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 it's a very, very, very well laid out plan that has been in motion. Like you say, at least 20 years, maybe even 50 fucking years. And that's why I say like the 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 the, the, the horses out the barn already. It's, I don't think it's too I don't think you can reel that motherfucker back in, but I do think it's important to have the context of what's happening and what can still be salvaged and more importantly, how we can see these things coming. And that's that's where I'm at.
2: So like you said, you know, one thing I didn't ever expect is with with, with all of that stuff happening and it getting further and further south is to have Obama Tiger Woods. I yeah. didn't think they was gonna put a black face on it, and so yeah. with black jobs, yeah. and a lot of, you know, and they, are, they do got black engineers just working on yeah. that's working on the center, and it's a lot of people. Most of the people, well, I don't know about the, the numbers and the Obama Foundation, but I know a lot of people who work there, and they all. Yeah, um, and so there's opportunity to try to get some equity uh, in it because the alternative is to just let it completely go. And so sure. we have information and access to information and some foresight. There's opportunity there to to try to balance that and we, I was talking about the community particularly Woodlawn has been super engaged and frustrated with the foundation because they wanted two lawyers to give them certain uh, promises mm-hmm. that as lawyers they knew better than to keep in terms of mm-hmm. uh, you know the housing prices and rent prices and access to things but I can't promise you that exactly it's going through the roof yeah well but because we know that we either can just let it happen or we can try to get involved and do some things to try to, you know, instill some balance, and so that's why I'm at.
0: I, I'm with you on that, and I think that, that again, going back to this, this idea of valuable Negroes versus invaluable Negroes or non-valuable Negroes, um, I think they use that a little bit, right? And I think that because we are inflicted with this sickness, we view it the same way. Exactly, we and view that- it the same way, and she was like, oh, look at these brothers; they, they like. Cool, they all letting letting us in. They letting us in if they view you or if you are viewed through the social lens of the American construct as valuable, then cool, right? So us sitting in this room, we got our connections, we got some shit going on, We we could make some inroads into this shit. Cool. I'm from South Shore. I've been there my whole entire life. I know the people that live on those fucking blocks. Those are people who are viewed as the lowest, not valued. Your poverty street. I mean, you know what I mean? All So street. those people, you can get the fuck out. I'm 36. Everybody I know been over there 36 years. I, I joke, we talk about this on the show all the time. If you ain't from over east, it ain't no fucking reason for you to ever come east to Stoney Island. Period. So people are like, oh, east side is state to the lake. No, the fuck it's not. Over east, it's from Stoney Island to the water. Because there's other shit for you to do up until Stoney Island. You go east of Stony Island, yo ass from over east. There's no, there ain't no fucking reason you ain't come over here to go to, to the store, to the movie theater, to the... Ain't shit over here. If you from, if you 67th to 79th, Stony to the water, yo ass live over there.
2: Ain't shit over there. What, what's the alternative? That's what I'm interested in. I don't too.
1: To love each other and not create our value sets based on the ideas and proximity to whiteness. Is that possible? Oh, absolutely. fucking, It's How? possible. Make a decision. That's all you got to do. All you got to do is make a decision. But I mean
2: to make that, you know, the prevalent perspective in the community is to to lead with love. How do we do that?
1: Well, we don't look at information as entertainment. We look at it as applicable, leverage it as applicable applicable access to life.
2: I agree. And that's what I was saying about the king stuff. So
1: that's the how, right? So it's funny that we talking about the east side. The east side has a model in their fucking neighborhood, right? The mosque has a flag because it's a nation, and I'm not, I know how people feel about the Muslims or whatever, but here's what we cannot deny, right? They got their own school. They got their own economic engines. They got, this is, the police, the Chicago police can't pull up on their fucking parking lot. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they're self-sufficient, self-contained. How do they do that? Selling the fucking newspaper and fucking bean pies. That's, that's the basic breakdown. I mean, I'm sure there's other engines, yeah. but that's the basic breakdown. And a lot of real estate that they. Yeah, yeah but that's the say, basic uh, no. breakdown, right? But the concept behind all that shit is hey, us first. Us first. We care about us first. We are our measuring stick. I agree with all of that,
2: but the challenge is how do we, how do we instill that and infuse that to be where it becomes. You I,
1: know. I, I said earlier about the, the HBCU shit, right? The HBCU shit should be a reflection of what's happening over there on 71st. With the Nation of Islam. If you're at an HBCU, you should have some intrinsic value to being at an HBCU. And I graduated from one. Yeah. But just last week, we just had this conversation about Dion getting five million. Everybody was like, fuck that HBCU. Because it wasn't about the people or the access or the kids that was going to get the information and make it applicable. It was about this man got a chance to make a bigger bag. And that's all of our value sets. And as long as that's all of our value sets, the motherfucker with the biggest bag always controls the string
2: always right so like I said what's the alternative
1: have I, a different value system than the bags
2: I agree with that but how do we make that
0: popular so I, I, I think the work so I want to get to the work I, I want to be clear to everybody that's watching about least what I think you're saying um, in this instance about South Shore while we are championing the fact that these high rises are coming and they are coming through the medium of black brothers which is cool I, I salute it too. I really want to talk to the brothers. I look forward to having an opportunity to do so. But what you're saying is they do that. It's like our bag is limitless, right? Talking about the white American bag. Limitless. So all this shit is just a tool for us to get what we want. And if what we want is that premium real estate on the south end of Lake of Lake Michigan in Chicago. Cool, we're going to come get that. And if we got to throw a couple relative pennies, right, to some brothers, we're going to do that. Y'all take that, and it's cool. And it don't matter if it's those brothers or if it's LeBron James or if it's Stephen A. Smith, and I'm not making that statement about those brothers, I don't know those brothers. Um, but you saying we have to decide that something else is more valuable, to say, hey, keep your bag, we're going to keep our community. Y'all can suck our dick. And if y'all come over here, we're going to send this joint up. You
1: ain't invited. Just that simple. You're not invited to the
0: party. Is that possible? To the point of how
2: do we go about getting that done?
1: The fucking nation of Islam is on the corner. You see the
2: possibility. But the nation of Islam been there for 60 years. And and, and it was a lot more relevant 60 years ago than it is now. I'm not arguing so So that's the thing. It's just how do we pivot to make us value something different? And I see it going the other way as opposed to I, I agree and with the you. The other way
1: is resulting in all our failure. Yeah, exactly. The other way is why shorties is running down my block with Tech Nines and carjacking motherfuckers. Exactly. That what the other way is going to yield us for the vast majority of us, right? Oh. So it's a decision that has to be made. I said to this man the other day because he always talks about going to Whitney Young, and I'd be like, Whitney Young ain't shit. I just I be a, fucking with him. You should have been a dolphin? I just be fucking with him. But even he has to have context and understanding that today, Whitney Young ain't even good black education. No doubt. It ain't even black education.
0: Last time I walked I remember
1: like, there was a point in time where Whitney Young came school? with was good black education. We don't have good black education in the blackest city in the fucking America because all we give a fuck about is the bag. You're so right. we get to Martin Luther King, then say, what is Martin Luther King's relevance? It non-existent. Because we don't give a fuck. And
2: that's what I said in the beginning. It's not the And that's the thing. But the bag. And that's why I said it
1: takes right? work but to I, make I, us pivot. Right, it's you over. said, but the nation's 60 years old, have been here, yada, yada. I'm 46, 7, I don't know how old I am. Close, whatever the (laughs) fuck it is, one of them numbers, right? So I got the chance to live in this city and see shit at a different space, right? I remember going uh, uh, to Operation Push every fucking Saturday. Saturday, You know why? Because black contractors contractors at that time couldn't get no motherfucking money, right? So just like the motherfucking white water fountains, when we got an identifiable motherfucking enemy, we stick together. When they open the floodgates and make your fool ass think you in, we don't stick to nothing. There's no rules. And when there ain't no rules, the motherfucker with the bag makes the rules.
2: And I think that's true. I think the sad part is when there is an identifiable enemy in contemporary black society in America, unfortunately, we still don't stick together.
0: You are 100% correct. And we got to move. And I I, I will. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, no, no. no, 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Where We've been able to unify.
1: What what do you think an identifiable enemy is today? Poverty. You think that? See, and this is what I mean by information application. Yeah. We just got the PPP loans in mass. What did niggas do with the PPP loans? Exactly. So the enemy ain't poverty. Because you would have changed your poverty-stricken situation. But again, it's access to
2: information, and it's making a decision to say, this is how I want to use that to pivot. But that's kind of my point,
1: right? If it was such a fucking enemy, you would be vested in understanding how to get away from it. But you got to know that.
2: You gotta, most motherfuckers in poverty don't know they're in poverty.
0: She, the first revolution is of the mind. I think both of y'all just said the same thing. Yeah, The, the first revolution is of the mind, and I, I really and think both of y'all I'm just saying. said the same thing. So you saying, like, even if you get the bag, you're going to do the dumb shit. He's saying they're going to do the dumb shit because you don't know no better. And so you got to know better. you got to know something else to do something different with the bag. But I, I want to I put a ball in this, I want say get- so much. I know, I know, I know, I know.
2: I would love to have a conversation with you off camera. Just we, like this hey, anytime.
0: listen. This is what the fuck we do. This is yeah. what the show is about. We keep having this conversation we
2: agree, over and over it's and over. About, I think I'm a little bit more pessimistic than you about it. So I think the pessimism
0: is warranted. I think the optimism is necessary. Um, I'll say this on some on some full circle shit. You said this, this conversation is cyclical. Um, I was talking about... Having to do things out of necessity. At some point, it's going to become a necessity for you to understand what's really valuable and then what is required of you to move differently. And I think this is no different. And so you talk about harkening back to 60 years ago at the height of the nation. It was very fucking clear. And so we just referenced it talking about the white water fountains. Very fucking clear. You walk at your house. Nigga, this is why I found name for you. Yeah. Nigga, get your ass in the back of the bus. Nigga, don't you bring your ass in here. It was very, very clear. That decision was made for you. We better stick together and yeah. do something different. Now, this illusion of inclusion has allowed us to believe that we playing the same game and running the same race as these white people, and you fucking not. And at some point, that reality is going to smack you in your face, and you're going to be forced to deal with the reality of the situation. And whether that's fat of eggs or it's something the fuck else, all you niggas got on the South Shore... That reality is going to smack you in your face. You're going to be forced to do something different. I love both of y'all brothers passing on that conversation. and y'all insight. Um, the person leading this wonderful city, and I, to keep this air quote thing theme going, leading <laughs> this wonderful city, um, the Honorable Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Um, she has proposed or enacted a program in which CPS, Chicago Public School students, can receive um, service hour credit if they are working on her campaign. To me, that sounds like election manipulation, if not fraud, to I
1: know you come in differently. It's not true. Nominate in that election. I think it's I think it's valid, and I think she should do it, right. I think there's I think that's part of the problem, right. We don't understand our positioning in America. I think for them to have the opportunity to work on a campaign and learn civics is very important, because I don't think we value it in the way that we should, right. I, ninety percent of now I won't say ninety, but the largest employer of black people in all of America is the government, and we don't participate in government. That shit is insane. That shit is insane. So here's our access point to participate in government at a young enough age to learn some shit. And we are going with the media narrative, of fraud, no, anybody in that situation could have got the same shit going.
3: Well, well, I just want to clear up before you all continue. It says Um Mer- uh, Lori Lightfoot's reelection campaign sent an email to CPS school teachers asking them to encourage their students to volunteer to help Lightfoot win a second term as mayor. And I think that language well, that's, is that's, what yeah. Yeah, yeah, to work like on her so campaign, in like, earn, hold on. right, and earn class credit.
2: I I agree with both y'all, but it's a matter of how you look at it. And like you said, when you frame a a headline or a byline like that, it's one thing. Civics is important, and it's a great opportunity. It's just like the South Shore thing. We got brothers who have an opportunity to, to take part and get involved, and have some equity. Take advantage in the game that they've created and read. as currently constructed. Exactly. So I agree. It's an opportunity for kids to get involved in civics, but when you look at the motive, when you look at, you know, what inspired it or influenced it, it, it may have a malicious intent, but we still can take advantage of it. So, you, I, too, I think you're right in that kids should take advantage of it because it gives them an opportunity, to have some access, get some contacts, and, and look at things or get some information about how this system works, but also how come she hasn't been doing that for the last four years and giving these kids opportunities to work from an internship perspective and giving them opportunities to get, you know, uh, service hour credit if you work in some capacity, albeit smaller because she's not campaigning, but how come those opportunities weren't afforded and they had PR behind it before? So again, if you look at it from a, you know, from your perspective, Herb, and say, yo, I think it might have a malicious intent and they may not come from a good place because it's going to influence these people to be, you know, followers of me and they'll hopefully in turn vote for me when they become of age or influence their parents to vote for me. But it also gives them an opportunity to be engaged in government. So it's a matter
1: of how you look at it
2: and take advantage of this twisted system that they've created. So
1: It's twofold, though. Most summer jobs for young kids do come through the mayor's office. Now, it wasn't on campaign because mm-hmm. she wasn't fucking campaigning. But those aren't civics opportunities most of, most of the time. I don't disagree, yeah. but to say I could hire you—that's where most summer jobs for kids in Chicago come from. That's, that's yeah. Great. But this ain't a job. They're not getting paid.
0: They're getting
2: service learning hours.
0: They're getting rewarded. That's all I'm saying. Specifically, they're,
1: just, they're just getting rewarded just to challenge your they're, point. was It's she wasn't campaigning. It's right. incentivized, but, right? But I'm talking about so specifically
2: the civics piece and access she, she to government. She just wasn't
1: campaigning. You know what I mean? So, and again, any candidate in the race can do this. Can they? Anybody? They how can't give, they can't give unless they win. They can't. How give them service they ain't the credit. mayor? How they, they gonna give a?
2: How they, they, they gonna give a? How they give they, a student they service hours? Can't negotiate
1: service credit hours. Yes, they can. If I hired, if we hired kids from any high school in Chicago, we could get them service credit hours for working the fucking boards behind here. Anybody can do this.
3: I've given service. Credit Anybody can do hours. this. Yeah.
1: Right? What I'm saying is the media is making this. Shaping a narrative in our faces. Exactly. Why are they shaping this narrative in our faces? Because for the first time in a very long time, they have the strongest opportunity to get a white candidate in office. Right? We keep it's funny how we're having these conversations. We have the conversation about Chewy. Let me tell y'all something. It's more Hispanics here than ever, but they undocumented, which is why y'all niggas need to learn civics. They can't vote. vote. It don't mean shit. Chewy ain't got a shot. But you know who does? Paul Vallis. Yep. That's who really is her fucking competitor. Call me again this time, Paul. Right? That's And, and another thing, time. right? I know motherfuckers feel a certain Paul, kind. Paul, of, so you got to use
0: black, not African-American. People work.
1: feel a certain kind of way about Lori. <laughs> Bush speaks to our ignorance about Syria. She, Lori's not a politician. She's a lawyer. That's the truth, right? And that's what's fucked up, right? Politics has become, at some level, theater. And that's what we respond to. How, Willie Wilson go buy my fucking gas. No, oh, not the Willie God. Wilson right? But the damn the, that ain't his job, right? And that's what we voting on some philanthropy shit. Lori has done a bunch for black people. No bullshit. I don't like her attitude. I don't like the way she talks to people. I don't like none of that shit. But when you understand the game of politics and you think about all the motherfuckers that she's been moved out the way and allowed niggas to come in, even though niggas ain't necessarily prepared to be in. it ain't. I can't think of nobody in the recent future who's done that.
0: I'm but, not mad at Lori Lightfoot. At
2: all. Like, I don't, I'm not
0: mad. And this mad. ain't
1: capping for Lori. It's capping for understanding. And that's the
2: thing, access to information. And the reason you know that is because you do the work to understand what's going on. And it takes some personal responsibility. So to, to Lori Lightfoot's credit, and this is a, a, a left thing in the Democrat Party in, in general, is that they don't market well. They don't do a good job of touting their accomplishments. And, mm-hmm. and Lori hasn't either, other than some of the cool stuff that her PR and her um, social media person has done. But even in doing mm-hmm. that, to try to galvanize mm-hmm. the city of Chicago around TikTok dancing mm-hmm. and shit, I've mm-hmm. been able to say, these are my accomplishments and here. Black people, these are the things that I've done to help you. And most people don't know that. And so you knowing that and having this platform as an opportunity, not necessarily to cap for her or cape for her, but to say, hey, black people, hey, our audience, these are the things that are going on from whatever candidates or whatever... Um, you know, in a palatable form, because most people aren't going to go out on their own and do the knowledge and try right. to understand what the you fuck. Is bring going it on. to them. and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. having it in a, in a palatable way and making it accessible to people to get knowledge is critical for us to start making decisions to say, "Hey, I want to do something about it," whatever it is. And we don't. Oftentimes, we've been so desensitized to all the conditions that we've been, you know, put under mm-hmm. generationally that we've been put in a place where we don't even care. So when you talk to like about PPP loans. If we would have known, like, if you knew better, you'd do yeah. better. Yeah, yes, true. that's true. Yes, that is why this so, is. Go oh, ahead, yeah, my brother. No, I am saying that's why I agree with both of y'all, man. Like th- this, this shit, and y'all make a good point about anybody going in and say, "Hey, I have an organization, I have a company, I want to get some interns. Can you give them service hours?" That's true, but at scale and I have the Damn. machine behind it. Again, I don't know if ethically yeah. she coming from a good place, but
0: yeah, that, that and that that was my thing from the from the fifth floor. As a person who runs a city called Chicago to send out memos to Chicago public schools, I think that's a different thing. But I, I will. This ain't a hill I need to die on. I just think because yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't really have a, a particular beef with the mayor or none of that shit. I don't want to die on this hill. I was like, mm, you are you you tweaking this process by offering these kids this shit. As opposed to saying, hey, any candidate that wants, like, you you, you could have easily sent them a memo that said, tell these kids, if they get behind the campaign, we got service learning dollars for them. <laughs> they helped me win. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. I get it. Like you, I said, I don't need system down to The going
2: to use you anytime. So if you get an opportunity to use the system, we'll yeah, do it. Yeah. So I, I, I'm with it either way.
0: I ain't tripping, man. Uh, that is why we call this intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. We We dive as deep into the intellect as we possibly can while making it palatable uh for, for those who are less uh self-invested. A couple more things that we gotta get up out of here, man. Um today's Eyes Wide Shut segment. And we talk about Eyes Wide Shut every show. It's just a a a, a topic we like to get into to kind of open the eyes of the people where we think you see something but you don't quite see it in its fullest form or you ain't looking at it at all. Uh they put up there is a Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King statue in Boston. Um, having seen it, I'm just curious about what y'all think about it.
1: You've seen it too?
2: Yeah, I've seen it. It's weird, that statue, man. But...
1: Yeah, it's. It, I, think, I think it's a reflection of the conversation we've been having all day today. So the statue essentially is, there's an old photograph of Dr. King hugging Coretta at some rally or getting out the jail or something. No, I was, it, was, uh, it was a very popular photo. It was when though. he was
2: announced or he found out that he won a Nobel Peace Prize. Okay,
1: very popular photo, mm-hmm. though, right? And whoever the sculptor is, all he did was sculpt the arms, the arms of King wrapping around Coretta's back and the arms of Coretta wrapping around King's back. No reference point to their facial features.
0: Artistically dope as hell. I don't even I think disagree. that. Yeah, I disagree. I don't think that, that, that at impressive. all. Yeah, I don't it's think, the, okay, go ahead. Yeah, but, but you know, don't artists it's is.
1: Right, Artist subjective So that I just don't think it, that. But I think what's happening in Boston is is amazing. That it's Boston. Exactly. Right, because Boston that is, is Boston,
2: and King's right? history in
1: Boston. And, and, that matters. And, and, and at the end of the day, what we're again, and what's happening in Chicago, what we're seeing is an erasure of black culture, or the, 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 the at least the the mysticism of black culture. Because sometimes I argue we have a culture, and the artist was a black man. Don't matter. Oh, uh, no, I know. I think it's I'm, dope. Just right? saying, I'm
2: just putting it out there. I get y'all. But
1: uh, uh, again, I, I make this this reference all the time. I say, if you keep pouring cream into the coffee, eventually you don't get coffee no more. You got some kind of other <laughs> uh, shit, yeah. right? So I also make the argument that there's not very many black people in America. There's a bunch of dark skinned white people. We are aligned with the same philosophies and values of the white populace. So what the fuck is that? I'm getting back to the Bears conversation. What is the mm-hmm. value of legacy and history? Full right? circle. What's, it's always full circle. Which The reason why we only get Donsky and white people is because our values are set up in the same fucking way. Right? So when we get to the sculptor to say, hey, let's just do these niggas' arms. Yeah. Because who the what, what relevance do they have other than this? Right? Uh, that, and 20 years from now... Some kid going to grow up and be like, what them arms mean? Exactly. or, or and 20 years after that, yeah. they going to be like, them the arms of Boston. They ain't going to be the king arms no more. Right? It is. Well, it's the That's argument I part. make about the, the taking down the racist names of the parks and statues. No, leave that shit there. That's what you value. It's important that our kids know that. We hoop at Jackson Park. Jackson had hundreds of slaves. He was a asshole, piece of shit motherfucker. This is who they value.
0: And you brought me around there because initially I was like, nah, turn that shit down. And then you made your point. I was like, you know what? Leave that shit up. You know right. who you I are. I'm with
1: you when you're right. I say it all the time. Know what you are. Even if we can only find ourselves to find united around a proper enemy, then we better create some fucking enemies. I, I agree. But
2: we, we don't. And, we, not, and that's the thing. When you talk about, and it goes back to all the conversations we've had. We How talk can about, they like, be our enemy
0: when they got the bag? Well, They this, bring in the bag. But we don't respect anybody. Look around are enemy. They gave me a billion though. The,
2: that always happens, and that's a matter of <laughs> Steve, right.
0: they that enemy. They pay me $10 a year,
2: though. We just don't have an enemy or any inspirational figure or thing that has been able to galvanize a large percentage of our community to do anything productive. But and we that,
1: watch this shit in real time. And I right. just had the conversation with you about the, 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 the wrestling motherfucker. Dana White. Yeah, Dana White. Dana White slaps the shit out of his wife in on the car on camera five times. Stephen A. Smith, and this is important because Stephen A. Smith just recently got a bag.
2: And he's allegedly <laughs> black and has a book Man. he got a book coming out tomorrow so that's what it yeah. is mean. yeah. so. and it's gonna, be a, it's gonna be a New York gonna, Times bestseller it's gonna be a bestseller for sure P right? right?
0: I take this part out too <sighs> fuck but, his book No, I'm playing no but I'm saying no, that, play, that's important for
2: the economic. No, I mean, I mean Nick leave y'all, right y'all saying his book is coming but,
1: out but, <laughs> context right context about the 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 image and symbolism of a Stephen A. Smith they give him a bag and I say this in this way he did a whole motherfucking a concert series of running through the black pseudo-networks when he got that check. He was on... Breakfast Club? Uh, Breakfast Club. He was on uh, Madden Steven. He was on... He Go... Name him. He was there. He did a press run. Yeah, he did did a, he a was press about press press to do run. another one for this fucking book. And, and all them motherfuckers praised him. Because he got to the bag, Right? But we just watched this motherfucker apologize Come, come here. Dana White. Come chop up with us. He's a good guy. I know him. While run on here. Kyrie Irving for a fucking year. He did it Two weeks before, well, three weeks before, with Jerry Jones. Yes, he my ain't racist. Yeah. my point is that he's not racist. And that becomes the black know, um, standard, right? I watch Joe Buttons. I watch Joe Buttons show all the time. Listen to Joe Buttons. When the shit threatens the money, he says, "Shut up," right? And Nori did it. And if that Nori did go down the line, nobody has no fucking gumption. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Right. Because so the money tied is to the bag. To the money to the is the god. That's my value asset. You threaten my this is bag. the only place I have value. So anything that threatens that shit, I'm not engaged. But it's always been that way, which is why we
2: were talking about people. You said a lot of people didn't fuck with King. It was the same philosophy. It wasn't because the philosoph- bag. It wasn't philosophically. We just disagree.
0: I, I get you, but I think inherently we do. Right? Cause I, cause I, I'm saying if it's it, if we hey if it's not convenient for me. We disagree. So I'm saying inherently we do. We got to keep the main thing the main thing, right? And so we all got family. We all got, put the one person in your mind that you, and y'all got children, so it's easy for y'all. Put the one, two, three, four, five people in your mind that you know you would kill and fucking die for. It ain't nothing you can do to move me off my square on this, Joe. You, You ain't got a big enough bag for this, Joe. You can't move me off my square. This is what I'm on. And so if I'm really on that, if I really fucking agree with you, and This is really what I'm on. I'm really willing to die behind this. And Dr. we put up the Doctor Dr. King Doctor co- King quote quotes about it. If until you find something that you willing to die for, you ain't fit to live, right? Okay, what you willing to die for? Was this Clearly not what I'm saying, because you are gonna trade me in for a bag, and we do this all the time. And we was talking about it on Relationship Friday about the uh, the movie from from the same from Claudine, the old movie Watch when they was like. No matter it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's something you're very familiar with, they had to have the father because the social worker was coming to keep the, the, the aid was, check coming that's in. That's how it was. we they gonna trade out the, the whole... father for the check when we are a group of people who come from a country and that will used to steal your father and sell him off. Two two now we sell him off. Years later. Two, two generations, we yeah, sell them. The
1: average age of a carjack is 11 to 15, and that's why we
2: if we know it's by design to continue to deteriorate using different methods as contemporary society evolves, and that's the question I've been asking. Like, what's
1: the So business? I don't think that's we know Spartan. at large. That's true. We, and that's the problem. At we large don't, yeah. though, right? But traditionally, I, and I hate course. even saying this shit, but our talented temp had reference point to our 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 our, our community's needs.
0: It's Harry Belafonte paying for King's, King's College.
1: Right? Now our talented temp the TV's Smiths apologizes for motherfuckers in the white community, and shit so motherfuckers in the black community. The need and desire to be net capitalized is hyper and aggressive. That's why I say black don't exist. It's just dark-skinned white folks. Uncle Walt. Uncle
0: to everybody that watch this show, your Godfather, your, like, Super Bowl champion Cleveland Browns, you know the photo from the Ali Summit, right, where all those guys are sitting there. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's Muhammad Jim Ali. Brown, yeah. It's Jim Brown. Mm-hmm his uncle Bill was, Russell, uh, Bill Russell yeah. his uncle is also in that photo he's standing behind he's on the like left end he's standing so, behind he's the last on the left right. end. so he played with Jim Brown yes he okay, played well, with Jim mean, Brown for the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. so he's in the photo and i referenced that photo because these are the best in the world and these ain't ready. these yeah. ain't just some dudes yeah like no knock and i'm i'm with Colin but these ain't Colin Kaepernick This is LeBron James, Floyd Mayweather, motherfucking Mike. Mike. You know what I'm saying? These are those guys. Mm -hmm. And they all black before athlete. You'd be hard pressed to find somebody to make that choice these days at that level. At that level. Now, you, nope. Shout out to Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Shout out to Craig Hodges. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't talk, Craig Hodges been on the show. We didn't talk to him about the whole thing.
2: Get LeBron James to do it. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. And and, and to your point, I know, y'all, I know y'all talked about Deion shit and all that, but and I know she's trying to wrap it up. But He um, always trying
0: to wrap us up. She running this shit. You know what I mean? And we love supposed, her for it. That's
2: the way it's supposed to be, but. I run um, red lights a lot. It's okay. Uh, I don't even uh, got my license right now. That could be taken a lot of ways. I uh, like, like, oh, yeah, well, I go run go those go red lights sometimes too, too, too. Yeah, but no, but <laughs> if you have we're talking, we we, we, we we're talking about Stephen A. Smith and, and the talented tenth, and I don't connect those two. Like I I I hate that we gotta put people, on, you know, and they and they do have a pulpit and a in a microphone, but I hold accountable a lot of people like me and other people you put in the talented tenth and have who have a responsibility because no you know the, you know uh, HBCUs educate ninety percent of the black judges, CEOs. Uh, politicians and so the people without a, a a voice how come we aren't galvanizing each other to try to make a bigger impact than these motherfuckers we put on pedestals who are on, on screen and so you know Dion aside sure we can be holding a lot more people me included accountable, accountable. Yeah. I, I think it's about us and I say all the time it's about the people who are
0: actually in the game we gotta unite we can't continue to blame our losses on niggas on the bench you're on the bench of course you, how the fuck you help us win you ain't even in the game so those of us who are in the game, we got to be about it. But I do think there's some extreme value into that celebrity aspect of, oh, that's Kareem yeah, Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Yeah. That's Muhammad Ali. That's Bill Russell. That's Audrey. Jim Brown versus, oh, that's two. That's Herb. That's two. That's Jay. And we all, like, really in the shit.
2: But think but, about it. But if you got the masses aside from them, you don't think that would start compelling motherfuckers to speak out at that level? If you got the people down here
0: I I, I, I do on a grassroots level? I do, right? And and I know a lot of the shit that you do, a lot of shit that you do, a lot of shit I do. Jay, like like, I get it. We get we we do a lot of shit, and we can reach a lot of people. LeBron James could just fucking I pull do.
2: out his motherfucking phone and tweet. Right, but they don't have that that level of courage, and so ah. something would have to compel them to do it. And he's smoking, fucking balls, spells, yeah. Well, a fucking gumption. But I
0: don't, I don't, even, not even the gumption. I don't think they, I don't think they're aligned in that way.
2: I don't know. I don't. And again, I'm a lot more pessimistic. I just don't think motherfuckers. Yeah. Stand out like
1: that. So I, I don't think they had the courage either. Yeah, they, they, but they I don't. also think that we gotta understand that the game is advancing, right? The ball is advancing down the field, the strategies and tactics are changing. Yeah. Right? So even even in our lifetime, right? All of us are old enough to know a time when Mr. Faircom was on daytime television. Right. He can't even get on social media today. Right. The game is changing, right? So and, now but also why they, was
2: he on daytime television in the eighties and nineties? Why do you think he was on daytime television in the 80s? Because he was a controversial figure and they wanted to stir the pot to make him look bad. Ratings? Back. Yeah. I ought to make him look bad. Yeah.
1: For whatever reason, though, whatever reason, right, we cannot deny the impact of daytime television. I don't, they, also, I
0: don't think they feared him at that time.
2: I don't I don't know if they fear him now.
1: They don't fear him? They don't got to fear none That's,
2: the That's the thing. He don't have enough. We don't... We're not galvanized enough around anyone that would make them fear like they... like. King got I don't killed. think you
0: cheat nobody that you don't think you can be. Fair and square.
2: I mean, King got killed strategically when he got killed.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think we vibrate differently, right? It's 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 like people always run around like I read the 48 Laws of Power. For me, the 48 Laws of Power is a piece of shit book. It's the white philosophy around understanding power. It's not a black philosophy, but I think we vibrate very low. We vibrate at a very white frequency. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think when white folks do is what they've always done, they've came to the planet. With this kind of scarcity philosophy. So when you a scared motherfucker, you keep your foot on the motherfucker's neck always. Exactly. It ain't never no breaks. Yeah. I'm gonna keep when I get you down, it's like whenever you hoop with some white boys, then you know they can't hoop, but they're gonna go hard.
0: You'll set screens. they gonna yeah, they're gonna passes. fuck you up.
1: They go the rhythm is all, but they're not gonna stop coming. It just is what it is. They once they got you down, they putting their foot on your neck. We don't understand that.
2: Let me There's ha- no strategy attached to how we live. And so we got to find ways to try to help us understand. Most motherfuckers don't know the condition that they're in. Facts. And that's What's my water? Part. Exactly. <laughs> and so you talk about 48 Loves of Power. What do you think about the Art of War?
1: I actually love the Art of okay, War. Okay,
2: and that's what I was going to say. Like, if you don't respect that book, that's okay. That's Um
0: While we talk about this issue of account- accountability, I want to ask y'all, just y'all thoughts on this real quick. And it's a very sad situation, and we don't have a whole lot of time to get into it but a 12 year old boy was killed in Georgia. The police were in pursuit of a fleeing vehicle. They opted to use the pit maneuver, which is a, a, a maneuver in which the police vehicle will come up on either side of the car, bump into the back rear tire, forcing the car to go into a spin out, ultimately flipping it over to stop said vehicle. Uh, they opted to use this maneuver knowing that there were two children in the backseat of this car one a 12 year old boy erica please tell me his name again i don't want to not get this right
3: laden boykins which i'm not sure if that's how you pronounce
0: it um laden boykins or laden boykins or lead boykins um boykins was 12 years old he was in the backseat of this car the car was pulled over driver of the car um, was actually step out of the vehicle. There were at least three officers that I saw on tape walking around the vehicle with their flashlights, fully aware of the occupants in the vehicle. Um, they asked him to step out of the car. Driver opted not to. Mashed the pedal. Started to flee. Police ran back to their vehicles. Uh, began to pursue. The dispatch is being heard. Talking to the officers in the car. Dispatch says, be aware there are children in the car. Um, one of the Officers in pursuit responded to the dispatcher and said, children or not, if this car doesn't stop, they're going to end up in a ditch. Inform them that we are going to form the pit maneuver and flip this fucking car over, and it's going to end up in the ditch, children or not. That's exactly what they did. Flipped the car over, 12-year-old boy dies from it. Um, I'll give my perspective. I'll give it to you, brothers, and then we can get the fuck up out of here. Um, number one, it's an absolute tragedy, and rest in peace to the young brother. It's very, very sad. It's a very, very indicative situation of how they value black life, young black life, especially Um, viewing young black children as older or more apt to deal with trauma than they would young white children. Um, That being said, I do not want to absolve the accountability piece in this. If we gonna say them white cops knew that there was 12 year olds in the back of that motherfucking car, nigga, you did too. They was in your fucking car. And you chose to put them in a high speed chase with the fucking police. There's gotta be some accountability here, G. He was charged with murder, the driver. That's another, that's another thing, and and if somebody dies while you committing a felony, that's yeah. capital murder. I, I, they're probably going to put his ass on death row because that's capital murder. Um,
1: Kennedy, yeah. And it's Georgia.
0: And it's Georgia. And I don't want that for him either. I'm not advocating for that. Um, the law will play out how it plays out. But if we are going to talk about the tragedy of the young boy's death and we're going to talk about the lack of value for his life from the cops, we also have to address the accountability piece. Of the driver of the vehicle. Bro, you knew his kids in that car too. Bro, you know how fucking police chases go. And you gonna dip from the police? Different. Cool. Right? I I would be a lie to tell you I ain't never dipped from the police. But I ain't never done it with no fucking 12-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? At least not in the car with when I wasn't 12. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's There's a duality to the situation. And first and foremost, rest in peace to LaDame Boykins. Thoughts and condolences to his family. Absolute tragedy. Number two, I would say the fucking police not valuing them because they would not have flipped the car over with two white kids in the backseat. They would not have fucking done that. But I can't ignore the third part of accountability for the fact that you knew these two young kids, whom whatever relationship they are to you, was in the backs of this car when you decided that you was going to lead them on a high-speed chase.
3: And, and the thing, too, um, about this and why we were discussing it also is that the— because this happened in September 2021, and for since then, those cops have been lying, saying that they were unaware that the 12-year-old Right. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. The,
0: they, they, the, the, the police immediately came out. They lied. They said, we had no idea that there were 12-year-olds in the car— the video that's now been out yeah. absolutely refused that without question. They walked around the car, as I said, with their flashlights. They were fully aware of the occupants of the vehicle, and the dispatcher came over the radio, which is clearly audible, to say, There are children in the car. And one of the pursuing officers responded back, Children or not, we flipping that motherfucking car over. Um, they were lying. They were lying. They need to be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law, or fuck the law, or whatever, they need to be held accountable. But I, am man. I am I going too far and thinking
1: there's some more accountability in here? <clears throat> no, I don't think so, man. A few years ago, a lot of years ago, maybe 10 years ago, maybe maybe even a little more than that, I don't even remember. But uh, I got into a cock accident on a 103rd and hosted. Right? Dude hit us in a, like a white work van. He pulls mm-hmm. on in front of the Harrods just right there. That's what i right in front of the heralds, Right in front of the heralds, jumps out and runs. Breaks out. Stolen car? I don't know what the fuck it was. Stolen car, no insurance or something? He ran. Warrant. Right, but he (laughs) smacked the shit out of us. We couldn't move. Mm, Damn. Right? Again, work truck, little Audi or some shit it was. I don't even remember what kind of car it was. We get out the car, there's two little boys in the back of the work truck. Damn. He abandoned them, left them. Like, I don't even remember the exact story. Daddy, nephew, one of the other. But I was (laughs) so, I could not believe... That he abandoned them to I don't give a fuck what your license was. I don't give a fuck. Even if you going to run, motherfucker. Grab your two shorties and run with them. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe he just... I'm talking about young kids, man. I'm talking about six, seven maybe at best. I'm gone. Fuck everybody.
0: I wish Buddy and Georgia had made the same decision. You want to run. Get the fuck out and run. Let them chase you. No,
1: see that ain't no man shit to me. I agree that's, with you, at but, most, you most, you but at the least you left land. them kids safe in the fucking car. But that, see, that's, that's, you know, I just think when you was telling the whole story, I was just thinking of the, 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 the mass I greet, like how are the children? The reason yep. why we got 11 to 15-year-old car is because these are the kind of motherfucking men in our community. The reason why we don't own the land in our community is because these are the fucking men in our community. The reason why we placate the money all the time is because these are the fucking men in our community. That's the fucking problem for me. That's the fucking problem for me. There has to be a standard.
2: You're absolutely right. And, and that's what I'm saying. Just like, let's figure out ways to, to try to increase that. And, you, and I heard you talked about the accountability piece. The interesting thing is the brother who was a driver is being held accountable. The police are not. So that's the problem in trying to figure out how to do that. Now that the, the footage is out and the audio is out, hopefully that can be a way to kind of compel that. But the only person being held accountable is the brother who was the driver, who was apparently like the neighbor of the kids or something like that. Yeah. And, and, and his own son was in the car too and lived. But super fucked up. And the parents of that are of the, of the deceased feel the same way. Like We feel like the driver should be held accountable for sure, but also these police. So hopefully that happens. 100%
0: those, those police need to be held accountable. Um, just for the sake of, of, of my thoughts and my perspectives on this show, I, I know what America is. I know what the American justice system is. Yep. I know white versus black. Black dude getting the max, white dude getting the minimum. If that means scot-free, it means scot-free. If it means probation, it means probation. If it means Jason Van Dyke, a couple months, it means a couple months. I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about us. Like us. Bruh, make a better fucking decision than that, G. Make a better decision than that, because they finna put your ass on death row. I don't know why you felt the need to run. Whatever. We all fucking hate the police. Run from their ass. I don't give a shit. But whatever you was running from, it wasn't death row, right? And now you didn't kill this boy. You you didn't kill this boy. You put this boy in a situation to where his life was in extreme danger. He died. And your own kid. And your own kid. You put their lives in extreme danger with the most heinous mob you ever know of. You know the most heinous mob that you know of is finna fucking chase you. With your kids in the cop. Make a better decision, bruh. Make a better fucking decision, bruh. And if that means you gotta go sit down for 10 years for, you gotta, I don't know what the situation was. I don't know what the situation was. But bruh, make a better fucking decision. And for me, that's independent of the justice system. I know what the justice system is. I know how fucked that is. Fuck them cops, all of them. You know what I'm saying? If, 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 the, if the justice system chooses not to enact justice, then. Black people
1: should. but fuck them kind of men, too. I I I can't I can't escape that. Fuck them kind of men, too. Right? The It's a whole bunch of species that eat their weakest child.
3: Because mm-hmm.
1: you just ain't going to fucking make it. Right. Right? And because you ain't going to fucking make it, you're going to bring down the You can't here be here, bro. Joe. You can't be here, bro. I'm not making no excuses for them type of niggas. When that nigga got out and ran for them children in the car accident I had, I couldn't fucking believe it. hmm I couldn't fucking believe it. Now you done hit the car and I'm having, I'm taking care of whoever the fuck your kids is. Right. Because I couldn't fucking believe it. Right. That's unbelievable from the kind of polarity I operate
0: from. Because your value set is different. So now I'm instantly more concerned about these kids even in this fucking weak ass accident. Whatever. That'll get worked out. But it's fucking little black kids sitting right here. And
2: that's a beautiful thing the humanity of you to feel that way because like just you telling that story and just my own life experiences that's not unbelievable to me. None. Like nothing surprises me huh? in this life. And huh? so that's why we this whole, and and all of the stuff you're talking about, it all comes full circle for this whole conversation. It's about choices and decisions and personal responsibility. And mm-hmm. like you said, you knew the circumstances. No. And all of it is we know what we have access to information. Now what are we going to do with it?
0: Hey, man, we got to go um, before EFO go the fuck off. She going to go off on me anyway, but I'm used to it. You know what I mean?
2: Um, I know your listeners ain't expect
0: this. Yeah, <laughs> nah, this is this was this was great too, man. Thank you so much for coming through, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you, slam, I Appreciate bro. you yeah. Yeah. Me, man. Thank yeah. you, absolute absolute pleasure, my brother. Always welcome anytime you want to get some shit off your chest. You got some shit going on. You want to promote some shit. You want to say some shit. This is this us, is casa su casa, my brother. So anytime you want to come back, come Thank back you. through. Tell the people mm-hmm. where they. Well, this ain't even your shit. But if you choose to tell people where, you, where they can find you, I know it ain't your shit to,
2: for people to find you. Yeah, man. Like you do It's no reason to find me unless it's about a check. So you know what I'm saying <laughs> if you want to give me a check, you can figure that out. But don't worry about me. He's
0: also one of the freshest smelling brothers that I know. Every fucking day. You know how some people are like, man, I don't know what the same clothes twice. He don't spray the same cologne twice. Every fucking day, he put on a different cologne, and then he shows you which one it was today. Oh, today it was. Uh, three Number 334, France, Paris, Shishabish. What you got on today?
2: Nothing special today. I got on Nothing uh, special. Paco Rabanne, Pure Access Night tonight. Who even knows that kind of shit?
0: The Freshest Brother hit, <laughs> it, out, man. Two, Langley, I, hey, man. Thank you so much, bro. Appreciate you coming through, thank man. Thank y'all
2: so much for having me. Thank you to the team, y'all, for welcoming me. I appreciate it. It is um, a
0: pleasure, man. We got a slide. We will be back here on Saturday for Relationship Friday edition of Herb and Two. We'll be talking to uh, a young sister who is self-proclaimed a uh, young black hoe and so much more. Uh, we'll talk to her about <laughs> um, her profession, her lifestyle, her love style. We'll pick her brain. Super dope sister, in my opinion. We'll talk to her uh, for Relationship Friday conversation coming up. So, you want to say something before we get up on Nope. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> we got to go, man. Uh, huge, huge, huge thanks to Two for following through Absolute pleasure, my brother. Thanks again for taking the time. Shout out to the best producer in the podcast game. We like to call her e Oh, She would much rather be called Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. <laughs> 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 we love her to death. She just want five
3: minutes. We got to let that. Ex- oh, y'all got to shoot, shoot the fairway. Shoot 20
1: the fairway. One. One. Give <laughs> my five minutes. I keep five minutes. <laughs> shoot the fairway. <laughs>
0: <sighs> hey, man, shout out to P.I., man. He's the best editor in the game. All this shit comes out looking decent.
1: Man, the Jackson uh, Twins back.
0: Because of him. And the Jackson Twins are back together. Ron has been out of the studio for some time, and so has Jamal. Uh, The light-skinned twin and the dark-skinned twin are back together. Shout out to Jake, man. Jake has some uh, challenging holiday. Jake, we happy to have you back in the studio, It's Really, really good to see family. you, man. Uh. Wish you and your family nothing but the best going forward. As always, we will see y'all on Saturday. Thank y'all so very, much, very very much for choosing to tune in. As always, your input was valued. It was certainly appreciated. For two, my name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace.
1: as mm-hmm. alaykum.